Welcome to the Lost Boys the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabriel O'Sullivan, and joining me is my buddy and co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. So we'd like to thank you all for joining us again this morning, we are, or whatever time of day you might be listening this morning for us. Uh, this is going to be episode three in our series, How to Lead, Love How to Love and Lead Your Wife and Children Well. So I'd like to thank you again, and Will, I'm going to introduce you and let you uh, take it away. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah, guys, we're trucking along here. Um, this is our latest series. It's kind of like what are the biblical roles and responsibilities of a husband and how does that play out in your daily life in the American South, I guess, in 2022 is our current context. So we talked about uh, kind of the portrayal of husbands and fathers and, and media and kind of how that was, they're all just a joke and they're either absent or they're lazy or they're just, everything they do is just to get a laugh. Uh, we talked about how that's not what we're called to be in the Bible. We're not there just for comic relief, that we have roles to uh, support and build up and lead our wife and our children well. We talked about how the, the, model, of, <clears throat> the model of our love is to uh, follow Christ in the way that he loved the church sacrificially. And then last episode, we talked about what does it mean to sacrifice your life and your comfort for your family. And just to quickly recap, it means to prioritize them above other things. It means to have a healthy and growing relationship with the Lord and to work with the Holy Spirit towards your own sanctification and becoming more like Christ. And then we finished last time talking about how your responsibility isn't just to, uh, to provide for their physical needs, which that is your responsibility, but you should also be sensitive to their emotional and spiritual needs and your responsibilities to encourage and build up your family in that way. So that's kind of where we're doing uh, this next episode where we're doing the part three. I think we're at episode 38 overall in the podcast. So we're Mm -hmm. excited to keep on moving there. Thanks for sticking with us to this point. So the next point we've got here is the responsibility of a husband is to lead your household toward God. And um, I guess this is the, I don't know, I guess it depends on what, what person is listening and what your background is, but I would imagine this is probably one of the more controversial things that we'll bring up on the podcast is the husband's leadership in the home. Um, it may not be super controversial in our context, but there's a lot of people out there in the Christian sphere who don't like the idea of a patriarchal headship. So um, I guess we'll defend that a little bit and explain what we're talking about. Um, the Bible calls the husbands to be the spiritual head of the home. There's really no denying that. Um, your wife is called to submit to your spiritual leadership. And that obviously, I think anyone who rightly covers this passage that we're about to read um, would readily admit that that does not mean that a wife is required to stay in any physically, <clears throat> sexually, or Uh, verbally abusing relationship. Um, The submission there is submission to a husband who is leading like Christ um, or not sinning in a very dangerous way towards the wife or the kids. 
but the verse that I'm talking about there is Ephesians 5, 22 through 24. That verse says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to everything in their husbands. Submit in everything to their husbands, excuse me. So, that's pretty clear. I mean, that, that word there, to submit, is to acquiesce, I guess, is, a, is the proper word there. Um, to support the husband and their decision to uh, be willing to follow the husband when the, the husband and the wife disagree about, I don't know, anything small. Like, I know all your kids are in sports. I guess it could be whether or not your kids can quit the team and you think that's acceptable or you think, no, like they started it, they need to finish. Or more serious things like, you know, I feel like the Lord is leading us to pack up and move to Nigeria and be missionaries. And I think we would all say you should be on the same page and you and your wife should have these conversations and pray and seek to align your will with each other before you make a large decision like that. But ultimately, the way that the family is modeled is just the way the church is modeled, like it says in these verses here, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. So it's not to say the husband is the savior of the wife, but the husband is the one, you know, man was created first, man was given the role of naming and, and controlling and subduing the animals and the earth. And then the wife was brought along as a helper and a helpmate. And the role of the wife <clears throat> was to encourage and influence and um, really just do life alongside the husband. So this is, it's pretty clear from what the Bible says here that it is the role of the husband to lead the household. But there's a high calling on husbands there and that does not mean that you're the husband. I just told you biblically, your wife is to submit to you so you can do whatever you want. That is, that is not true. That is not biblical. That's not how Christ loved the church. And that does not mean that you can come home and expect your wife to work all day and have whatever you see in the 50s ads, you know, have dinner ready and all the kids cleaned up wearing bow ties and just sitting on the couch ready to wait for father and come and jump up and give you a kiss and then there's a hot apple pie in the oven and all the chores are done and the house is perfectly clean and you know whatever like she's already made plans to have your friends over and like it's just going to be this perfect little idyllic house and everything is great and nothing ever happens that bothers you and Everything works out in the bedroom where you're all, you know, you're spending time with each other and she's there to serve your every need. You know, that she never makes plans that conflict with your plans. Anytime she does, you can yell at her and tell her, hey, I'm the head of this house. You got to do exactly what I tell you to do. And if you don't, you're a sinner. Like all of those things are outside of this husband responsibility. And what it says here is your wife is to submit to your authority but you are not called and you are not even allowed to demand her submission to you. Her responsibility there is between her and the Lord 
to submit to you. And your responsibility is between you and the Lord to love her sacrificially. So if you are, if she is failing in her submission to you, it is right and acceptable to have a conversation and say, hey, you know, is there something I'm doing that's making it hard to submit to me? Is there something in your relationship with the Lord? And if you are failing, it's right for her to come to you and say, hey, you know, I feel like you could be doing a better job leading family worship or coming to church with us and making it a family event and not just a mom taking the kids event. Like it's right to have those conversations, but just as angry as you would be if your wife came to you and was like, hey, you're not a man because you're not leading us. You're not doing anything correct as far as how the Bible tells you to lead. You're just a jerk who goes to work all day, comes home and yells at me because I don't have things perfect in the house. You're not being a good father. She's going to be just as angry if you go to her and be like, hey, you got to submit to me. Like, I'm tired of this coming home and you're nagging me and da 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 da. You know, you got to submit because I'm the, I'm the man. Like, try that. It's not going to work too well. No, it's not. So, I don't think um, it's going to work well. No. So, all that to say, we want to, we want to be very clear that the Bible <clears throat> does say you are the head of the family and the the primary one that is to take that leading role but the calling if we jump all the way back to where we started this the series with the same passage there we just read 522 through 24 and the rest of that passage I'm not going to read all of it but just the beginning starting in 25 says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for you that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word that is your calling as a husband and and that's a a more difficult calling than to submit that your wife is called to do what you're called to do is to love your wife and your family sacrificially and that's that means everything we just talked about and we'll we'll get into some more specifics here in just a second but essentially yeah go ahead Gabe. I was just gonna say I, I wrote down a few words here uh, one was perspective like mm-hmm. we have to know as men where where do we fit in in the in the mm-hmm. eternal hierarchy and we are submissive to Christ what did Christ mm-hmm. model Christ mm-hmm. modeled extreme leadership mm-hmm and power but he did it from a place of complete humility and love uh, to the point that not only did he himself you know take out his outer garment wrap around his waist get on his hands and knees and wash his disciples stinky feet um, as they were kind of arguing about who was going to be you know the lead the lead guy in in his new kingdom um, but then he, right after that, literally laid down his life for his disciples and for all of humanity and took punishment that we deserved so that we could be cleansed of our sins. And so if we're, if we're to model or to we're to submit to Christ's leadership, then that's the kind of leader we should be for our wife and for our kids, that we should be that humble we should be that loving we should be that um, mature 
you know, where you see guys that come in, like you said, Will, and they're like, I'm the head of the household, you submit to me. Well, man, that's the spiritual maturity issue. Mm-hmm. You know, if we are, if you're having to tell people that you're the leader, mm-hmm. then you're probably, there's some issues there, mm-hmm. okay? Because your your love and your the way that you, the way that you interact with them, they sh- you should it should just be known that you're that leader because of the way that you carry yourself, the way that you care for your people, and and certainly those inside your household. And so, um, again, it's all about our perspective, knowing where we are with our relationship with Christ. How mature are we in our faith? And if we are, then we're going to be the guy that lays down his life for his wife and kids. And out of that. Your wife's not gonna run over you like mm. she is going to be elated that her husband would be her rescuer, her husband would be her protector, her provider, and then you're gonna willingly that that submission will come willingly. Now, I guess the flip side of that would be if you're not in a right relationship with the Lord and your wife is not in a right relationship with the Lord, then there's going to be some friction and tension there. And that's where you said, well, a minute ago, you might you need to have that conversation. But it, again, both of those, if it's a bad dynamic, it comes back to maturity. You know, is there any sin in my life? Is there any sin in her life that's unresolved, unrepentant, not confessed? Because when that's the case, then what do we do? We're putting ourselves on a pedestal. We're making ourselves God. And when that happens everything gets messed up, mm-hmm. right? And so it comes back again, I'm going to say this again, to maturity, humility, love, perspective. <clears throat> and if we are the guy that's going to literally or figuratively wash our wives' feet, then they're going to follow us to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got my, my morning junk in my throat, like all of you who listen to like every third episode see. Um I think that's a great, uh, great view, like you said there, Gabe, that the way Christ led sometimes was on his knees like that, serving and loving sacrificially. And he also led by calling out and by, you know, when the disciples were uh, were discussing, you know, James and John were asking, like he said, you know, hey, can we be on your right hand and your left? But he didn't say like, yeah. Sure, sure you can. Like no big deal. Like mm-hmm. He he called out their pride and he put them in their place, saying like, you know, are you able to bear the cup that I'm gonna bear? Like, no, you're not. You can't do what I'm gonna do, and it's not up to me to give you these, you know, roles and responsibilities. It's up to the Father as to who sits on my right hand, and my left hand. So I think that that both of those are are good views and even you could say <clears throat> to to extend the example of how Christ led further you know when he went into the the temple and had all the money changers and the, the people that were you know ripping people off on you know whatever a dove or something that they were going to sacrifice <clears throat> and made he went and fashioned a whip and overturned tables and chased the the greedy people outside of the temple i think all of those are are ways that we can model our father and husband relationship in the sense that 
there are times, like you said, with perspective, with a, with a godly perspective, and, and like we're about to go into, if you have a strong relationship with Christ, you can know, uh, well, I'll make mistakes, but hopefully more often than not, this is a situation where I need to step in and I need to love my wife well by sending her to have a spa day and I take care of the kids. And that's me leading her sacrificially by allowing her the chance to go out and relax. And that's your, you quote, washing her feet moment, like you said, Gabe. And then there can be times when your wife or your kids are, your kids are being jerks at school and they're all being bullies. And you've got to, you know, sit them down and be like, hey, you know, you're not as great. You're not perfect. You know, like, why are you here trying to tell these other kids that they're failing here and here and here? And, you know, you're you are a center. You're messed up, too. So I'm going to lead you by rebuking you and putting you in your place in a a right way, in a loving way. And then there may be other times and opportunities when, you know, somebody is challenging your family or. You know, somebody, whatever, has a problem with your wife or is is bringing up some serious issues with your family and you need to go in like Jesus in the temple and that was righteous anger. And I think it's, we as humans like to think we have righteous anger when a lot of times it's unrighteous anger. But there are times and situations, even if I can't think of them right now, when you as a father and a husband do have righteous anger and you come in and you just take over the situation and protect your family. So I think that's those are good examples, Gabe, that yeah. you gave. And I love uh, what you just said there about protecting your family. I wrote, I wrote that down a minute mm. ago because when you were talking about that because that, as a father, it is our job to protect our family. How do we do that? First and foremost, you know, I think on our knees every day praying mm. for God to protection of our family, His Holy Spirit to be with us, to guide us to keep evil out and us from evil, you know, as well. But, mm-hmm. And and then uh, I was thinking of the Under Armour slogan, right? Mm-hmm. We will protect this house or whatever it says, mm-hmm. you know, those football commercials that mm-hmm. they that they put on. I mean, I think that's who we are. Like, we're called to be warriors uh, for our home and to keep evil out of there. And, and to again, the first way that we fight is spiritually, right? It's not a, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against mm-hmm. principalities and rules of this dark world. And... And so we have to do that. And then what? How do we do that too? Is well, we gotta we gotta be right ourselves. You know, you don't want to call a warrior that's not prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to go well for you. And so we have to make sure that we ourselves are as close to the Lord as we possibly can be, seeking after Him every day, drawing near to Him every day, submitting to His leadership and to His will, and and running away from sin uh, as quickly as, as it tries to enter our mind so that way we can protect our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's true, that you need to have the relationship with the Lord to know what way you're supposed to act and how that is loving and leading sacrificially. But you know, like you say, just because you're a sacrificial leader like Christ, that doesn't mean you have to sit down every day and like beg your family to do this or beg your family to do that. And it doesn't mean that you need to demand that your family do this or do that. But having that relationship with the spirit and being led in the spirit is going to guide you there and help you to lead the way that you should lead. And I think having, you know, having those, uh, letting your family know Mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is, 
this is their expectations and because this is our family and mm-hmm. you know having those um discussions just mm-hmm. like you would in a business almost like mm-hmm. you know i don't come into my business and just be like all right glad y'all showed up mm-hmm. uh, today just do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. like no like there's roles and expectations for mm-hmm. everything in life just like mm-hmm. there would be in our family too and, and i think that's where we'll see this kind of what y'all have probably been learning some in that counseling class I, mm-hmm. you know i just went to the one marriage seminar weekend and the dude mm-hmm. the thing that stuck with me is he was like this isn't about you coming in and figuring out how to fix your spouse. Mm-hmm. He was like, this weekend is going to be about dealing with yourself and how you get yourself right. Mm-hmm. So then you can lead your spouse well and love them well. Mm-hmm. And so I think in this submission context, that's the same thing. It's like, if we are handling ourselves, our spiritual selves well, mm-hmm. our physical selves, mental selves well, you know, then we will be rightly submissive to one another and take care of each other in the home. And our marriage is going to be <clears throat> so good when that's the case. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I think not to get not to get off on that tangent, but also it's not really a tangent. Um, and we'll probably get to something like this and some of the, the practical advice we're about to get into. But I think the biggest thing I took away from that marriage conference that we'll maybe do an episode about in the future is how he talked about like marriage isn't about you marriage isn't to fulfill you and when you're not getting what you want you could get out like marriage is you're a sinner and your wife's a sinner or you're a sinner and your husband's a sinner depending on who you are listening to this and you're going to fail your spouse and your spouse is going to fail you and that doesn't mean you have a marriage problem that means you have sin and heart issues that are being revealed through that close relationship you have with another center and mm. the close relationship that center has with you and your center. So <clears throat> I think that's a, that's important. Like you say, to remember as you have that view of you are to lead your household. If you go into it saying, I got to leave my household and my wife's a center. So she's going to, spend money she shouldn't spend and she's not going to take care of the kids because she's a sinner and she's not going to fulfill me sexually because she's a sinner and she's not going to do this and that because she's a sinner then you're going to treat her really poorly and you're not going to love her sacrificially you're going to treat her like she's another child and you're not going to have one a god honor relationship and you're not going to have an enjoyable relationship with your wife but if you go into it saying she may do some of those things because she's a sinner but also i may be really lazy at work and have a bad day or get chewed out by the boss and so I've done something that I've failed in and then I come home and she's done something she's failed in and when we could jump on each other I say oh well I haven't been loving you well I haven't been intentional about building up our family and having family worship time or family quiet time to teach my children about the Lord so no wonder my 10 year old is running wild with his friends and you know trying to learn cuss words or you know being a bully or whatever it is like you can't come into the the spousal relationship Hmm. focusing on the fact that your spouse is a sinner and blame everything on them Mm -hmm. you need to have that perspective that you're a sinner and you are at least 50 percent responsible for the ways that your marriage is failing and maybe more because you're you're supposed to be the leader of the household and like Christ, you know, ultimately you are the head of the home. It's like Christ is the head of the church. So 
failures in the home, failures to have a well-managed household, maybe not in every situation, but in a lot of situations fall to you. Sure, it's going to fall on the leader. That's mm-hmm. that's right. And, and I think that, you know, if we don't have those practices in place, like you said, of, of you know, personal accountability, personal quiet time with the Lord, where we're growing in our faith and, and living that out, if we're not leading our family in those times of worship together, devotion time, you know, man, at least once a week. I mean, I can tell you from experience, having a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 5-year-old, very busy career, very busy, you know, extracurricular life as well, then, man, it can get out of hand quickly because you just lose perspective and you lose focus on what really matters. You know, if you just get caught up in the rat race and in the on the hamster wheel, man, and you're just going, going, going until you can't go, and then you get up and you do the same thing the next day, mm-hmm. you know, then you lose perspective as a family. I keep mm-hmm. using that word, and I don't, I don't mean to, but that's the thing. Like, what what really matters, right? What is, should our focus be on? Mm-hmm. And uh, a way to reset that is to have those times where you come mm-hmm. together and you're praying, you're reading the word, and that's going to look different and be different for, you know, your kids based on their ages. I mean, right now, if we have a 10-year-old that's very, uh, has a lot of energy. Hmm. And our 5-year-old, you know, he's just a cute little goofball, you know. And so the ability for us to sit down and actually focus for a long period of time with them uh, is not that great. But at the same time, we can't use that as an excuse because it's like, hey, if you can go to school for seven hours... Hmm. And not, you know, flunk out yet. Anyway, um, then you should be able to sit down here with your family for ten or fifteen minutes, you know, and have a, mm-hmm. a time where we worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, I think we're coming up on thirty minutes on this episode, and we're about to kind of change gears and go into the more practical side of how we live this out. So, unless you have something else to add there, Gabe, I think we can leave this one here and we can start on episode thirty-nine. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, awesome. So thank you all for joining us today. Uh, definitely jump in on this next episode as we'll continue this discussion about how to love and lead your wife and children well. Make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can search Lost Boys to Found Fathers. And please check out my new books. Uh, we've got, well, my new book, I guess I should say. It's called Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. You can find that on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or on Apple Books. You can get that in paperback or electronic version. And then my older book, which is called uh, Thou Will Be Done. And they uh, put a question mark at the end of that to search my name. That's on Amazon. Again, thank you for joining us. And let's not be lost. Let's be found in Him.